All right, we are live. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of Talking the Last of Us. I am your host, Jen. I am joined tonight by Kinte. Uh, I, I wanted to mention something before we get too far into the broadcast, and that is I never say where The Last of Us is streaming. It's streaming on HBO Max. Um, and I always feel bad that I never say that. So you know, just in case you're wondering, it's HBO or HBO Max. It's not TV, uh, it's HBO. It's that's right. Well, you know, honestly, I still have HBO as a uh, as a cable channel and mm -hmm. I still see The Last of Us turns up on the lineup. And I always think, oh, my God, why do I never mention that? So, yes. Well, you know, that was their their tag. Uh, oh, it's yeah, that's TV, right. It's, it's not TV. It's HBO. That's right. Yeah. Man, that's a blast from the past. Uh -huh. uh, we're showing our age now. Um <laughs> So, first of all, Kinte, how are you tonight? I'm glad you could join. Uh, I, I'm really excited about both of these episodes. How have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, you know, just uh, plugging along. Uh, just enjoying life. Uh, and, um, you know, happy to be here and ready to talk about these two uh, fine episodes. I'm hoping that you are doing a little bit better than Ellie and Joel because mm -hmm. uh, these last two episodes, they are not doing so good. Right. Um, yeah, lots of upheaval in these uh, two episodes. I, I, You know, I'm going to start by asking. Um, so we're going to do seven and eight together. So episode seven and episode eight together. Now, in episode seven, it's uh, a bit of a flashback, and we see Ellie when she is basically in the Fedra. I, I I'm trying to think of a good word for it. It's kind of like a military style school where they basically train new officers and you know people to work for Fedra. Um, and you know I wanted to go back to something that happened in uh, episode two, I believe, where we kind of get an idea from uh ellie uh you know like about where she's been obviously she's been in the school but then we find out that marlene actually put her there um and i don't know if we're going to get any more information on that but i i just th that came to mind as we were watching this last episode that uh there was a reason that ellie was in the fedra uh school for new officers um, and I thought that was really interesting. I guess first thing, what did you think about that entire situation? Oh, the um, the school for wayward uh, youth. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into why she's having the flashback in a second. But I just wanted to get your kind of overall opinion of that piece because it reminded me of some stuff that hap has happened in previous uh, episodes. No, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, the setup. Because remember, I wasn't looking too forward to that episode because I was like, oh, man, I want to go forward. I don't want to go backwards. And uh, and it was actually quite enjoyable. It was um, it was pretty enjoyable. And uh, I liked the whole setup. Uh, I, it was very interesting uh, the way that it was. And, and then also we got to see um, we got to see Ellie, you know, uh, slightly different. You know, than we right. saw before, yeah. What um, you know, just in terms of of how you think uh, Ellie has grown in term, you know, because obviously we know that Ellie has matured a lot on this trip, right? But just in terms of how we see Ellie before she embarked on this trip with Joel, do you see anything that seems like uh, to me when I see Ellie and I see her in the flashback, um? I'm reminded that, man, none of these kids are experiencing childhood very normally. Um, that it's all terrible. Everything just feels so awful for everybody. I don't know. I, I just more than anything, this episode really reminded me that, man, this is a this is this world is just not a good world. It does not treat its children very good at all. Even even with what the um, with what the people say to Ellie in terms of you know, hey, you're bright, and here's what you could look forward to: warmth in the winter, cool in the summer, and a soft bed. 
no aspirational paths, no nothing, just right. Yeah, I mean, it sounded so sad. Right. I don't know what. So, I, I, I don't know. You know, I have kids. I would never want them to be in this kind of situation ever. Um. So you, you know, we see Ellie. She. We're gonna put off the Joel stuff. Like I said, I'll get to that in a second. But we see Ellie. We see that she's in the school, and then she's having this kind of existential crisis because her friend has left. She doesn't know where she is. Her friend comes back in the middle of the night. And they go on a trip to the mall. I'm kind of paraphrasing and moving through stuff kind of quick because I want to get to the mall scene. Um, but as they get to the mall, um, you know, this part of the game is actually uh, kind of a standalone little piece that you can play, but it's not part of the it's not part of the game proper. Um, and so it's interesting to watch this happen. They changed a little bit. But it's really cool. They did a super good job of making us feel like here's what it would be like for people who never really got to experience this. This is what it's about. Um, and I thought they did a good job with that. What did you think? If you had never been to the mall, do you think that this would be like, you know, a wonderland? Oh, my God. Yes. And it's like, dang, they should, you know, it's like you would think they would corner more places like that and make it you know so that you make the world a little bit more livable but i understand they want to keep them in war mind so maybe that's the reason why they don't allow people to go into those spaces because of for that reason but yeah no it was it was pretty awesome i kind of felt i felt their joy vicariously through them yeah, and the now so the reason that um the reason they say that nobody can go into the mall is because it hasn't been cleared completely of infected. And well, one thing that we to. know that's true. And one thing that we know from the uh from where they were, um the infected can live underground. So for Fedra, I think sometimes you know, there's kind of a disingenuousness to, hey, if you're in, you know, this QZ, uh, you, we've got it all handled and blocked up. You know what? They probably really don't because we know that that's not really true. Uh, right. And it's always a kind of, uh, uh, you know, a, a game of probability about where the infected are. Um, but, you know, they close this place off. It obviously hasn't been used in forever and they go off on basically let's face it it's a date night and there's all of these wonders of the mall so uh you know one of the things that i wanted to ask you how you felt about this or what you thought about it was the moment that you see ellie put her guard down i i, I don't know about you but all of a sudden i felt like you know this was these are just two kids having a fun time um and it didn't feel to me like it was something it, it didn't it, it felt the whole tone felt different in this episode what did you think uh yeah it did feel uh uh it did feel different and you know uh you kind of got the feeling that um and shout out to storm reed who is uh who Riley. Played, yeah she um who's everywhere now she's in a lot of stuff yeah uh, she was just in this movie called Missing that was really good. Um, but um, that you kind of felt like, you know, she had some unfinished business uh, with her beyond what she was representing as well. You know, feelings that she right. had for for um, Ellie. Um, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I think that that's a pretty fair thing to um, to say. Unfinished business feels pretty. That does it, it was almost like it was the goodbye, but also the maybe I can be talked out of this. Like maybe I don't know what I want to do. And I mean, I'm saying this from Riley's perspective. Like you know, mm -hmm. I know what I want to do, but maybe I don't know what I want to do. Um, it it felt very genuine. I don't know. It was very nice. I I thought that that was really good. Um, and, you know, we learn a lot about both of them, but I think we learn a lot about the world itself and how it is unkind to people, but also 
how little chance there is for things like romance to blossom um it because right. things just don't exist in you know that kind of you're not in that mode you're in survival mode you're in training mode you're in learning mode you're just not in the mode of being able to do things like take a moment to have uh you know a, a date night or be close with someone so this really went i think pretty far in uh bringing the two of them together um give me what was your opinion overall of how how this particular episode dealt with world building in comparison to some of the other episodes because i mean i personally feel like this was one of the best world building episodes that they had well you know um everything is go 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 right so this was like kind of a just take a deep breath you know let's do some character stuff right. and um you know because ellie is is such a big part of what this show is and what it's about and you know in some ways you can argue that maybe more than even um joel uh in a in a way you know it's the dna of the show that i think it's important to really kind of give the audience uh a look into and, and look into who she is and what's going on and you know in you know because uh, she's kind of talked about some of her past, but this is like her really like kind of giving you more a, a look into her past. Right. And I, you know, I also feel like this episode was the episode where we sort of get a whole lot more information about how the Fireflies are conducting both their sort of like reconnaissance missions, but also how they're recruiting. And that seems like that might be a bit important because let's not forget that the fireflies are they're not just the counter resistance to fedra they're the they are the goal at the end of this the goal at the end of this is to deliver ellie to the fireflies and i i think we're being given a lot of coded information about who the fireflies are what their mission is and what they're willing to do in order to attain whatever it is that they're looking to attain i mean they're obviously willing to exploit people even if maybe they're young even if maybe they don't know exactly what they're doing i mean it's hard for me to imagine that riley is in control of everything that you know an adult would be in control of and yet what did they give her they gave her all of those uh all of the the stuff that is inside the mall and they set her up in the mall right you something know? that you know she didn't know anything about really so yeah exactly yeah and, i mean like it go ahead yeah no uh when every time they say firefly i always think of the tv show fire i don't know if you remember that show back in the day i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that <laughs> Um, I, okay, I, you know, one one quick thing, uh, which I will mention is mm -hmm. um, th there <laughs> there is a there's a childlike wonder about discovering um, the photo uh, booth, the electric stairs, which is always hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, and things like that, which I, I do I really did think were kind of cool. Um, yeah. and things that we and, take for granted, you know, yeah, and you know, if you've it, it's kind of it's almost like Ellie is a time traveler in her own present day, uh, because she just hasn't been exposed to a lot of the things that we all just see every day. Um, and there's also limited amounts of electricity that are being generated so like not everything is quote unquote on which means that some things even if you see them you don't know how they work because you don't see them with electricity being generated them like the carousel yeah you can see pictures of it but are you going to really know what it is maybe not um i i do i feel like this episode was one of those episodes that is it's like an inflection point it's both painting the picture of what was happening before the apocalypse um and then what is happening now uh, because obviously in the present day this is very meaningful but then at this moment in time we have this one small thing going on which feels really important um 
and 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 this is the i think this is the quintessential aspect of the last of us which is the show is absolutely about all of us what do we do what does humankind do at the end of all things and this is what it is you know we rediscover what it was to be uh alive at during a time when there were a lot of other things happening um but of course reality comes crashing back in and although i'm gonna i'm sort of kind of rushing through some things but you know when ellie and riley come to this moment where it's very clear that ellie it's more than clear from the very beginning that Ellie has a crush on Riley. And I think it's also understated, but right. I was just going to say it's understated, but it's definitely there that Riley has a crush on Ellie. And so when the two finally let their guard down enough to allow for a kiss to happen, when they, you know, become sort of so comfortable with themselves that, you know, Ellie says, don't go. And Riley says, okay, I won't. Uh, I felt like that was he- not just huge, but it was like an enormous step for the both of them. Um, and I think it also kind of signals something about Ellie, not just that, you know, maybe she likes uh, that, that it, 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 there's something else that is signaled about Riley other than just, you know, who she likes. And I think it's that, it takes a long time for Ellie to let her guard down. And then once she lets her guard down, like all of her guard is down, you know? Right. And I, and, and I feel like this dovetails perfectly with the next episode that we're going to talk about, because once the defense is down, it's, it just, everything is, it, there's no, there's no defense. It's just all, it all tumbles down. Right. Um, the um, whole re- it's funny we have a uh, in in the chat room uh, for some reason this one thing that she's writing is not coming up where I can put it up on the screen I don't know why but um, it's I it says I need to know what happened to Riley always wanted to play the games but I'm too chicken oh so uh, I mean I don't think that's in the game right Riley the whole Riley situation right. Um, well, it's a standalone. It's it's part of a standalone. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that. Like Side a, an addition. Yeah. It's like an addition to the game because I think it's I think it's downloadable separately from the. Last oh, game. oh, really? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. All right. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's not part of the main game story. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. But but it's it definitely yeah. side quest. It, a side quest, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. It it definitely adds a lot to the game. That's absolutely mm-hmm. sure. And also DLC, um, yeah. Uh I mean, Riley got bit. So mm-hmm. there is no hope for anybody that's been bit except yeah. Ellie. So yeah. I'm glad first... it ended there though. I mean, I don't think it needed to go farther. Uh oh, here it is. Now all this stuff pops up now. Uh, it's funny it took forever to, to come up um i think go ahead uh no i i, I felt like it ended where it needed to because we didn't need to see her change we didn't need to see you know i felt like we knew what was going to happen and we already kind of went through that with um with uh i'm sorry the death kid um sam and oh it's sam and henry sam henry, henry. Yeah. sorry yeah. about that and uh, so I felt like it would be kind of doing it over. So I felt like it ended. We know what happened. I mean, without knowing, we know what happened. So I thought that was good that, you know, that it ended kind of, you know, they kind of said that they'll be with each other till tomorrow or whatever, or as long right. as possible. As, for as we, long as possible. Yeah. And we know that she didn't change, but oh, girl, must have, you know. So, yeah. So, um, uh, and, and it's, I mean, it's uh, okay. So obviously that is what happens. You know, Riley does eventually, um, th- that is exactly, nobody can survive. That's right. sort of the end of the story. Um, but in terms of, of what this sort of does to Ellie, this, this, this scene, the scene in the mall is supposed to take place three weeks before Joel 
picks her up and, you know, all of a sudden she's cargo going across the country. Right. So this is still, this still has to be fresh to Ellie, right? I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, it happened yesterday, but if it only happened three weeks before she met Joel, uh, she's still dealing with a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't even know that three weeks thing. Uh, wow. Okay. And, Does it say that? Did it say that on, maybe I missed it or something? I don't know if it said it on, uh, in the show. I don't think it did actually. I just know that. I happen to know that. It it happens three weeks before. She and, says, and, but she says, but like, did Ellie just leave Riley behind, or she had to? Oh no! Oh, uh, the fireflies find them. The, the uh, fireflies find them. Yeah. Um, we no no. We like, I think she wants she wants to know she wants it spelled out for her what actually happened. You know. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to uh, I'm gonna paste uh, a link. This particular link is from Den of Geek, and Den of Geek does a really good job. Just so that we don't spoil anything for anybody else, Den of Geek does a really good job of uh, showing uh, and and narrating what happens in the game and then what we see on the series. So it will kind of walk you through the individual oh. pieces, oh, and so then there's there, also there is, it does show what happened to uh, Riley. Yes. Well, it doesn't. I mean, we don't actually see Riley turn, but we know that that's what happens, and we also find out uh, that it, that's when the fireflies find Ellie, because that's when uh, she's. Th that's when they take her to the other place, and she's chained up, and they keep looking at her arm. She wants to know: they, could she have been you know. immune too? We'll never know. No, uh, I don't. No, no, I don't. No. I, I mean, I. I mean, I, you know, I guess that probably not. <laughs> the, the, the whole reason the whole reason that we know that they didn't kill Riley right away is because they clearly didn't kill Ellie right away either and discovered that Ellie was immune. So at the same time that Riley turns, they figured out, oh, Riley has turned. Ellie hasn't turned. What's going on? You're right. So we know that they didn't kill them like right away or anything like that. There clearly was a period of time in between. But again, the link that I posted uh, does a really good job of narrating it. And on that particular page, there is also a clip from the game that kind of brings you through what's going on at the end there. Uh, so, now, um, can we can we go to episode eight? Yes, let's go to episode eight. Okay, so episode eight, I had actually, what I was doing before was after every episode, I would... Mm -hmm. I would try to catch up in the game behind, you know, just to see. Oh. And and maybe I I accidentally went to what happened in episode eight way earlier than I should have. So oh. I kind of I knew I knew basically what was going to happen, and I because oh, no. I got somehow I got a link mixed up or something, and I went too far, which was oh, no. fine. Honestly, it was cool seeing it play out. Uh. You know what I'm saying? It was cool seeing it play out. Uh, um, so, but um, it is almost beat for beat the same as the video game. <laughs> Episode eight is like, yeah, it is. Um, the dialogue is almost the same. The uh, almost everything that happens happens in the video game. It's even the scene with uh, Joel interrogating you know those two guys uh right. is straight from the game uh yep yeah so but anyway um so some stuff is a little bit more protracted between ellie and david but other than mm -hmm. that yeah it is very much um and, and in some ways i feel like the series actually did a better job by getting through some things without having uh some of the more extended dialogue because the stakes get high very fast yeah. And it and it feels like there's something uh, insane happening, and uh, clearly there is something insane happening. Yeah. Well, okay. So I am not a doctor. I don't pretend to be a doctor. Oh boy. Yeah. But I don't think that penicillin works that fast. Uh, I mean, you, maybe you could tell me wrong. Like, I don't think it. <laughs> just uh, an injection of a penicillin makes you automatic 
drastically better where you can take out people again and you know and all that. Okay, he, it, the, I I think that this is one of the uh this is one of the shortcomings of the show. Um, uh -huh. Apparently, and and in the game, the only reason that I'm saying apparently is because in the game days go by, um, and it's it, it is not just a she injects penicillin and all of a sudden he's fine. Days oh. have gone by, oh. and yeah, and that is why. In the show, it feels like it, this is all taking place in like yeah, it's like eight hours at most. Yeah, it's like twelve hours later. He's like back to, you know, he's about to go. He's ready nope. to go. Back. <laughs> like when he was laying on the on the uh, mattress and she gave him the knife, yep. and she was like, "Protect yourself." And I'm sitting there like, "How the hell is he gonna do that? He's out of it." Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's back to you know, you know, uh, you know, regular Joel. I was like, really? I mean, that was kind of like, I know it's a TV show, but I was like, okay, uh, all right, we'll just go with that, <laughs> you know. But uh, but but the whole setup was great, you know, just like the video game of, uh, you know, the deer. And, um, you know, uh, and it's funny because at first you're like, okay, you know he's clergy. And it's like, why is he so set in saving this woman, you know, right, this girl, right. you know, and then, you know, when you get the reveal that it's because he wants a child bride, then you're like, oh, oops, <laughs> you know, oopsie, uh, you know. Yeah. Because so, how old is he supposed to be on this? Uh, Ellie, I think, is, what, 16 in the game? I think she's like 16. Yeah. The, the actress is actually 19 for anybody who right. was wondering. Uh, she's actually 19, so she is an adult uh, herself, even though she looks very, very young. So, um, but um, let, let me ask this question, though. Uh, do we have confirmation, though, that, because she is bit and she's infected but immune, so if she bites somebody, does that make them infected? Uh, no. We, do we know that for sure? Because remember, when when she when you run that machine on her, it says that she's infected. That's true. So, if she bites you, is she infected? Or can you? Can get... she infect somebody by biting them? Right. You know. Don't. Because I didn't even think about it until when she was laying on the uh, on the the thing, and they were like, and no, she was because saying, she, the thing is, she doesn't have the she doesn't have the things that come out of her mouth that do yeah. the that do the injection that do mm -hmm. these, the spore injection into your blood. You know what I thought though? You know, here's something funny. Uh, going back to walking dead. Remember uh, what was that? The black guy character. He was on the wire uh, and he was like, Oh, it's tainted meat. Y'all ate tainted meat when they, <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> what was his name? Oh my God. That actor is oh great too. Uh, yeah, that, that was a long time. Yeah. Ago. He was like, y'all ate tainted meat. You know, when they, when they were the cannibal, Thing. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, but uh, I can't believe I can't think of that guy's name. He was like an alcoholic on the show or something. But anyway, yeah. uh, dang, it's been a while. So I know somebody out there is like screaming his name and saying how stupid <laughs> I am. I don't remember his name either, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember that character though from The Walking Dead. Yeah. So the guy yeah. who plays uh, D'Angelo Barksdale. <laughs> well, no, you, you've you've probably never seen The Wire, but it's uh, no, I saw The Wire. We talked about yeah. that. Love oh, that. I didn't realize it. Greatest yeah. show ever, by the way. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, um David mm -hmm. uh is voiced by this guy named uh Nolan North, who okay. also uh unironically or whatever, also plays Nathan Drake in Naughty Dogs Uncharted. So mm -hmm. uh but but Nolan North is the guy who both voices David in the video game and also plays David on the last of us so that was kind of interesting i thought that was cool yeah he's a great actor he's been around for a while and he's always uh very good so yeah i didn't realize great. that he was nathan drake as well wow yeah he's the voice of nathan drake yeah yep. yeah um so okay so you're right there's there's these sort of like odd time jumps and we don't quite understand i think in the show exactly how much time has gone by but clearly there is quite a bit of time that goes by from the time that she injects him with penicillin until the the when she's basically trying to um uh 
elude them before she gets captured. Uh, and then there's a bit of time that kind of happens in between there. So there's, there's, there's time for him to heal. Um, he doesn't, he's not healed completely, but he's yeah, healed enough. They, they didn't do a great job of making it. It just seemed like it was like, you know, yeah, it felt like it, it was, it really felt fast. like it was like pretty rushed, but, but Hey, uh, look, but you know, one thing they did, I thought was cool. And I, I, I know we're trying to get through it, but we're not trying to jump too far. I loved how it made it seem as if he was going to come and to the rescue. Yes. And she ended up doing it herself, which I thought was really cool. There's uh, a moment, there, there's a moment in the game, actually, um, when you're playing and you're always playing as Joel, right? right? So you're always sort of from Joel's POV or, you know, Joel's like over the shoulder camera POV. So, you know, you see Joel, but you're always playing from his vantage point. Um, and there's a point right around here where you realize, oh, oh, hey, I'm playing as Ellie. And, and it's, a, it's an odd shift. It feels a little bit weird. Um, and once you take over as Ellie, all of these kind of things happen and then you take over for Joel again. So it's it, the, this whole thing kind of played out really perfectly in the series, too, because obviously we're not uh, it would be kind of boring if we were just watching. Ho hopefully Joel it's better than Resident Evil 4. I don't know if you ever played Resident Evil 4, but you play as Ashley and it's the one of the worst moment. It, it's I think Resident Evil 4 is my favorite it's my favorite video game of all time, but that when you are Ashley, it's so horrible. And it's like, now, that's the one thing that you're like, oh man, it's like keeping it from being great. I, I, I actually feel like this is good because although there is a little bit of fighting that happens with Ellie, most of it is exposition okay. and, um, and, you know, making some choices, doing dialogue, which really adds to, why this is so creepy and horrible and you know the it, the idea here is and you know i have to okay i gotta address this again because i feel like this is important right once again we didn't see any cordyceps in this episode uh -huh. and so some of the criticism that's been leveled at The Last of Us by people, I think, that didn't play the game uh, and maybe by people that just don't quite understand what's going on, and that's okay, um, is that, hey, if this is supposed to be an apocalypse game about the cordyceps, why aren't we seeing more cordyceps? And I, I've explained this before, but I think it's worth saying again that The Last of Us really strives to explain how life is being organized post-cordyceps takeover. So yes, they are there, but humanity has organized itself in these pockets enough so that, yes, there are cordyceps breakouts, if you will, but they're more concerned with the reorganization of society and civilization than they are like fighting off walker hordes or something like that. I mean, that's like the only one that kind of comes to mind right away. But even in Resident Evil, you know, you have you have roaming bands of the infected constantly all over the place and here it's a little bit more subtle um it doesn't quite happen that way and i i think it's just worth saying that although we don't see the cordyceps the cordyceps are always sort of present because ellie is always present i mean the the threat to humanity is clear through her so i just thought i'd mention that um I I, I I gotta ask you so I, I mean this again this is one of the themes of the last of us is that the monsters are not always the, they're not always the things that you think they are sometimes they are crazy cult leaders who not only are cannibalizing their own flock but also clearly david you know is thinking about ellie in a way that is really not very healthy for anybody um what what did you think about that sort of aspect of it? Because the relationship between David and his church and then what happens with Ellie made me really, that whole thing made me think twice about how they're presenting who the threat to humanity really is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that you see often is that, yeah, there's monsters in the world, but so we're sometimes are worse than the monsters that are, you know, uh, roaming the world, you know? And um, 
you know, it's it's something that we see a lot in these kind of uh, stories, and but I think they do a pretty good job of it because sometimes it can be a um, it it can be I don't want to say annoying, but you know, it just seems like okay, we've seen that kind of thought process. Right, it's you a little know? bit ham-handed. Right, but I think yeah. they do a great job with this. Yeah, for sure. We're on. Yeah, there we go. We are on worst threat. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. And 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 there is, I think, an aspect here that which I feel like we would have to address, which is kind of the cannibalism uh, piece, where it's clear that this group is just not. They're they're not skilled. They're not good at what they do. And the way that we know that they're not good at what they do is because Ellie goes out and shoots a deer immediately. Okay. Right. She's only, she's only been there for a couple of days. She already has shot something. So it's kind of clear that like these people don't really know what they're doing and they've result or resorted to this, I should say, because they maybe are not the best of the best. Um, And I, I do kind of feel like that is an overarching thing, but, I, I got it. Okay. So I, the other thing that we definitely have to talk about is the fact that um, James, who is um, David's, you know, kind of second, his, uh, um, se- I don't know what you'd call him, but like his second in command. Um, he's played by Troy Baker. And Troy Baker is the voice of Joel in the games. I know they, they could have gave him a bigger role than that. That was so cool. It, it I agree, they probably could have. But I think I've, you know what? But I feel like it, that was way cool for him to even be a part of it. I really, yeah, because they like normally that. don't do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So that was neat. I, I really like that. I, I love all the little shout outs because it, and these guys are actually really good actors. I mean, they're not, there's a difference between being a good voice actor and being a good actor in some cases, but these guys definitely like bridge the gap pretty easily. So awesome. I really felt like it was awesome. Uh, So, okay. So I'm, I, obviously we got to talk about the, the cannibalism part. (laughs) Tell me what you thought of that in both how, obviously we know what's happening. I mean, you know, it was pretty easy to figure that out. But once you figure out what's happening, what did you think about that whole thing? Um, you know, obviously it's something that we knew was going to pop up at some point on the show. Um, uh, I thought the reveal was really good. And I thought that, uh, you know, uh, it really speaks to what they, what was going on with the, you know, the dire straits. And, David's lack of good leadership because, uh, you know, the fact that um, that they weren't able to get any food, you know? Yeah. Well, the the one scene where uh, where somebody comes into the kitchen with the with the meat and the he says, you know, what is it? And the other person says venison. And it's clear that they obviously they know it's not venison. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I kind of feel like that is definitely something that would happen at the end of the apocalypse because, um, or during the apocalypse, because you have to develop strategies to both get along with the people that you're with, but also I think to just sort of accept the fact that you are, you're in what you're in. Um, and there isn't really any way you could see that there wasn't really any way out for any of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, d- I, I, okay. So Ellie, first of all, Bella Ramsey made such an incredible scene when she first, she outright rejects David. David clearly gets very upset. Um, and you know, Ellie is like, uh, no, I don't think I want to be your child bride, but you know, thanks for the offer, but no, thanks. Um, that whole scene inside of that small cell, that was great. But the next part of it where they take her to the table. Now I think that there's like, uh, I want to say it's like a sawmill in the game. I can't remember, but I think it's like a sawmill. Um, but anyway, they take her to a table in the kitchen and they're going to clearly, they're going to chop her up. And one of the things that makes me really happy about this scene is the way that Ellie comes out of nowhere to master this with two different 
guys. Uh, you know, okay, I'm not, I'm, again, I alluded to the fact that I don't think that these are the best trained people. They clearly don't really understand what it is, or they don't know what to expect from Ellie. But still, they were bested by a 16-year-old girl. Um, and I, oh my god, I really loved that. I loved the fact that Ellie took total control over the, the that entire scene to escape David. Um, and obviously she killed James. Um, what do you think of that scene? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was uh, pretty intense. Uh, uh, obviously, they weren't very good uh, at what they did, you know? And, yeah. you know, I mean, honestly, part of you is like, okay, how's this 16-year-old girl going to get out of this, you know? Yeah, and this is where I think... She could have played it another way. Uh, th this is where I think we were she all looking for Joel it. to come in, right? Yeah, and she could have played it. She could have went along with it. Uh, when I mean go along with it, long enough to get to a point where she can escape. Not saying, you know, do something with David. But she could have easily said, you know what, yeah, I'm okay. You know? And then, right. you know, but she's like, it was almost like she rather have death than even go along with it you know and she's not expecting joel to come save her either right, right? so right. and he wouldn't have been able to save her because he wasn't there enough so yep. uh in enough time so uh yeah um it was quick thinking of uh oh yeah let's let's see what uh Cher says here uh it was quick thinking of her to think of scaring them with the infection yeah that was very yes. smart very smart and you know it threw them off and then he they used his uh, anger, you know, and you know what one thing too, once you realize what his aim was, then you realize why some of his men were looking at him funny because they they already knew yep. that because I, I think it was in the video game they referred to oh he's with her his new play thing. Yeah, I think it was the video game. I can't remember it, if it was a TV that is, show. That is the video game. So it was like they understood that, you know. Oh, this is something that he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, this isn't the first rodeo for David. Uh, right. Being right, exactly. And 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 I think that that also raises the stakes for Ellie because all of a sudden we realize that Ellie is in far more danger than perhaps we even thought she was in before. Mm -hmm. Um. So okay. So <laughs> so of course, um, Ellie escapes, kills James escapes and david gives chase now they're in this steakhouse which is hilarious because of course they are right it's, you know the 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 carnivores experience here um so they're they're in there and she's hiding and trying to figure out a way that she's gonna you know beat david or escape she can't escape because uh the door there's something though because david's got the keys to the door that's right um okay so she basically what ends up happening is uh she accidentally the place gets on fire and same uh, as the video um, game yes and and uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't a purposeful thing but the fire is what ultimately i think ends up being like the catalyst for david kind of screwing up even further um because everybody i think would panic inside of a fire um so tell me first of all what did you think about that the entire scene and then tell me oh, what no, it was great and how it, they escaped it was great and it was um and it, it, it the fire just gave it uh this cinematic feel like the, the game had that as well and uh i thought that was uh awesome and the fact that he was willing to stay in there because remember, he had the only way, the key, you know, to getting out. Right. And um, so he's going to stay in the burning building until he catches her or try to catch her. I thought it was really good. And the way that it played out, it was believable. And that, uh, yeah. And then it was very satisfying to see what <laughs> what happened to him. It, now, uh, now, one of the things that, uh, that's right. I was going to bring that up, too. Um, uh, Cher says, when David first slapped the other young girl, in the room with the, mm -hmm. in the girl, or I'm sorry, I, I can't read this. When David first slapped the other girl with her mom not saying anything, I was like, oof, Mormons. Uh, okay, 
So th this is one of those times when I think we realize that, uh, that, you know, there are other sort of cultist groups out there, which right. clearly don't have the right intent or, you know, have twisted the intent. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say one thing about the, the whole group before we move on to how Ellie um, kills David, because there's something about this that I think is important for a long time. I think Ellie has been trying to understand. Cause I think in the game, Ellie was a little bit more tempted by David in the beginning like, you know, maybe some things may have made a little bit more sense that David was saying this is before he sort of openly revealed, before Ellie understood what he was trying to do. Uh -huh. um, because belonging to community is one of those things that I think Ellie keeps thinking is like, yeah, you know, this, this, this is actually a good thing. You know, there is something good about this, but she can't give up her quest to, to she needs to finish the job basically she she still believes that she is the quote-unquote special right she's the one who's got the answers possibly for humankind um i personally i think that this that this side quest is so incredibly important because david brings out in ellie this sort of like unchained monster um something that is inside of Ellie at all times. And we saw it in the flashback in episode seven, when she hauls off and hits the girl right in the, when they're in their gym class and she's not, she's unapologetic about it. And David sort of sees something in her and says, you know what? You're like me, you're violent. You have that violent side you understand what this is all about. And Ellie, I think, at first tries to deny it and goes through like all of these weird, you know, no, that's not me, that's not me. But ultimately, when she kills David, that's exactly what she does. She sort of quickly dissolves into this absolutely violent, uh, it's almost like she can't stop. She can't stop. Uh, killing him <laughs> right. for lack of a better thing um and and i mean at a time when she should be running out of the building she's not she's still taking time to make sure that he is dead 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 i think that that's really important i feel like that is definitely an ellie thing what oh yeah for sure no yeah it's definitely a, she's trying to right the wrong in the world you know yep so yeah. and, and who knows that might be part of it could be like um just the fact that she could be a messiah based on the immunity thing maybe she might feel like she needs to do that you know yeah yeah and also for people that can't see it right now playing on the screen are sort of like the side-by-sides of the uh interrogation that joel does to the two people that he captures and one of the things that I think is really important about this scene with Joel is you, we've always known and you always know that Joel is absolutely a, uh, he's ready for violence at any moment. I mean, that's just his thing. Um, and sometimes his propensity for violence feels almost off the scale. Like, oh my God, what is going yeah, on? He has here? no mercy. Exactly. And that may end up being, you know, is a problem for Joel because at some point we know that all video game characters, all fictional characters eventually have to atone for what they've done or find some kind of redemption. And right now we don't really see any redemption for Joel. He's just trying to get Ellie where she's supposed to be. Um, okay. So having said all of that though, there is a moment after uh, when Joel kills both of his, the people that he's interrogating and he goes to find Ellie and you realize that he isn't going to be able to save Ellie and Ellie saves herself. There is something very dramatic about her being able to save her own destiny to save her own path. Um, and that I think is a, a perfect place to be 
in terms of where we are now so that we're ready for the finale of what's going to happen because we realize that Ellie has taken absolute control over her own destiny and these i feel like these things are really important oh yeah what very you- much important yeah i think it's uh and it and it kind of sets you up for her being more of a um force than you yes. know, just a little, little girl you know and also we would be absolutely positively remiss if we did not mention the fact that when joel finds ellie he says to her you know, I got you, my baby girl. Um, and that was the term of endearment that Joel only used for his daughter. And it means something huge. It is, it's, it's not just, I think, important to understand that, you know, Joel is, sees Ellie now as his own kin, but that the bond has grown strong enough for him to be as protective of her as he would have been his daughter. Um, I, I did really. I, I thought that, that was absolutely amazing. Can, can we just for a minute talk about Pedro Pascal? Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you, uh, a lot of people may know this, but he has this other show. It's on something called <laughs> Disney Plus. You know, it's a small little show called The Mandalorian, where he's essentially doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he's a, you know, he's um, baby Grogu. He's uh, making sure it stays alive. So it's like, what? What is he trying to tell us something here? Like, uh, you know, they call him the Internet's daddy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like, it's funny. It's like not his kid uh, on both shows, you know. And and he has no kids himself. So, but he's found well, family is uh, right. Is, found is family. Pedro Pascal's. Yeah, that's his. That's his niche. And, you know, it's funny because on the the last episode of Mandalorian, although I won't give any spoilers, but on the last episode of Mandalorian that I just watched, um, the, almost the same exact thing happens. Grogu has to save uh, Mando for, right. uh, in, in om- I mean, not quite the most uh, dramatic flair as Ellie uh, right. saving herself. But, you know, man, poor Pedro. Uh, he's definitely getting put in all of these upstaged positions by all of these kids. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. You know what they're they're calling uh, the the Last of Us What's is that? the sequel to This Is Us. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how people be it was always crying watching that show. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. they're saying like it's it's basically This Is Us with zombies. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. And, and there was a TMZ uh, caught caught up with him, like he was getting in his car, and they asked him that. They were like, and he he kind of laughed, <laughs> you know. He, he That's laughed, funny. Uh, when he said that, but uh, yeah, he's so, he, he's a great actor too, by the way. He he's a great actor, and I also feel like he is such a good guy. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I don't know him. I don't have any. I know him very uh, well. I don't have any parasocial relationship with the guy, but I will say that every time I see him in an interview, every time I watch anything where he's out of character, he always seems like he's such a genuine and honest person. And he loves, he just, and he loves what's going on in his career and stuff. He's I so, bet. He's so appreciative. He, you know, um, I, I love it when people call actors overnight sensations and then find out that they actually have been working in the business for 25 years and basically went completely unnoticed until their overnight success moment happened. And, right. Uh, yeah. He's totally overnight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a right. long night, a very long night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it's funny though, when you look like, um, I'll be honest with you. When he popped up on Game of Thrones, I um, I didn't really remember him. And then the more I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, he was in this. He was in that. He was, you know, because right. so, he was clean shaven for a long part of his career. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Love him. You know, I love him. Honestly, he, he he knows how to pick a series, boy, because he he does. Because Game of Thrones, Narcos, Mandalorian, and now this, yeah, it's like yeah, he's on he's on a roll. And I I can see that I, you can see 
in some actors, the way that when they pick roles, they pick roles that are extensions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that like, oh, you know, Joel is Pedro Pascal or anything like that. I, I I feel like the 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 nugget underneath there is Pedro Pascal picks roles that he feels like he can really be an extension of, and that shows. It shows in the acting, it shows in his whole affect. And if you watch all the behind the scenes stuff, uh, where they have like these really awesome. Uh, back and forths between Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal about the series and about stuff that they're doing and things that are just sort of like methods in acting and stuff. Um, it's really obvious that he, he's not just humble, but he's very willing to say, oh, I didn't know that. And right. I absolutely love that about people because too many people today you know, they need to have kind of that weird limelight where they are kind of like the know-it-all, be-it-all, are-all. And it's really refreshing to see somebody be like, no, I'm I'm pretty humble about this. I'm, you know, this is good. Uh, like, I just love it. I just love it. So, okay. Yeah. So we did episode seven. We did episode eight. We are going to move into season finale territory on f Sunday. Right. Um, okay. So let's just have a quick chat about what is sort of coming up on. Can I ask you a question? Finale. Yeah. Uh, how much more game is left at this point? Uh, yeah, they're going to have to pack a lot into episode nine if we're actually going to finish the series, uh, the the game. Which... So, but is it a good chance that? It, is there enough game left for another season in your estimation? If they no. just went. Oh. Oh. No, no. So they no. got I mean, pretty they, far in game one. That yeah, they sped through a lot of stuff. I mean, they consolidated things down to in their core okay. and made you know. So because so this could that. this could be the wrapping of game one. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to sort of like do a time skip. Uh, they're gonna have to sort of move some things quickly forward in mm -hmm. order to get to the crisis point, which is basically the end of the game. Um, and then once the end of the game happens, it will set up the next, the next game, which is The Last of Us Two. So came, I didn't realize it had just come out like two years ago. The Last of Us Two, or three years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, and The Last of Us Two, I think, um, if if I'm not mistaken, because uh, The Last of Us Two came out for, it still came out for PS5, right? I believe so. Yeah. Only. Um, go ahead, say that again. Only. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't. It only comes out for PlayStation and PC. Yeah, right, but was it? No. Okay. Last of Us was. No, that's wrong. Last of Us Two was released for PS4. It wasn't released for PS5. Oh, oh, I thought you meant PlayStation just in general. Okay. No, no, it was released on PS4, which means that so it was released in 2020. Uh -huh. Um, and okay. So the, the reason that that matters is just because you, when something is released on PS5, there's, there's just a couple of different things that happen, but okay. So, so we're, we're, once we get to the end of this episode, we know already that the show has been renewed for another season. So we will definitely be moving into the last of us part two, which will sort of pick up where the last of us part one kind of ends. Now, I think that the end of this episode, the next episode, it, this is going to be one of the most emotional episodes that you, any of us, will encounter in the entire series because the revelations that are about to happen based on the game are, they're enormous. This is the, unlike a lot of games where, you know, you're, the, the point is to complete all the quests, right? But it's, but it's kind of procedural. In The Last of Us, even though it, you know, it is technically procedural, the end choice is such a huge choice that you have to make that it feels like the entire game has just been leading you up to this point. So it feels really important. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that everybody, you know, have snacks, grab a blanket, you know, set the lights down, grab your favorite support therapy person or dog or whatever 
Um, and just be ready that, you know, lots of stuff are going to happen in this next episode. I'm excited mm -hmm. about it. I'm really excited. All right. Uh, well, I, 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 know, I know you have support humans with you, right, Kente? Uh, no, actually, uh, Cher, I tried to get Cher to be mine, but she refused, so. <laughs> so. Well, uh, if you need to, you can reach out and, uh, you know, you can call me. Uh, I'm All here right, your, yes. Uh, uh, I'm here for your emotional stability needs. If you, Yay. If you need All that. right, yes. thank you so much. Uh, you might thank need you that so afterwards, so I'll I'll make yeah. myself available. And and, um, and, and and make the kids available, too, because I'm going to need a group. <laughs> I'm gonna need a group session. <laughs> we'll get everybody together. My kids have all played this game, so they are all like, oh. you know, chewing their fingernails down to the quick for this episode coming up. They're, you know, all oh, wow. both excited, but also, you know, it, 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 with that emotional anxiousness that they know is coming. So, yeah. Um, okay, so th this has been the recap for The Last of Us episode seven episode eight and i hope you've enjoyed it i had a great time kente how can we find you on social media man you guys can get me at kente f on twitter kente ferguson that's f-e-r-g-e-r-s-o-n on instagram and you can, find, you? you can find me over at moviesandmeals.com. Uh, you can also find me on my other podcast, 10 to 1, where we do uh, kind of a countdown of movies based on a theme. And my new podcast called The Storyteller Power Hour, where we talk about all elements of storytelling and how they impact both the Hollywood scene, television writing, and novels. It's kind of an interesting uh, eclectic mix of storytelling. Uh, I hope you'll join us, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of Talking the Last of Us, which will cover episode nine, and maybe even do a sneak peek into what we think might be coming up for the next season. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Bye-bye.